everybody greeting, loving, and uh, just honoring one another. Good evening. I almost said morning. It's, it's, not, it's not morning, it's evening. It's good to see you guys, and I'm so glad that you're here this evening. As, uh, as, I, was, as I was just praying, I believe it was this morning or yesterday morning, I really had just a, a, a sense of, of some, uh, just something special this evening, and uh, I, I'm, I'm just really believing that God's going to be speaking some things in, in uh, different people's lives uh, tonight, and that through that, uh, your, your life is going to go to another level. You're going to just see something differently, even as Bobby was uh, praying and talking about earlier. Uh, that your life's just going to change. You're, you're going to see something, just uh, a, a number of different things, maybe possibly this evening, but something, something definitely is going to be taking place this evening. Uh, we've just uh, started our 21 days of, of prayer that we kicked off on Sunday, yeah. and, uh, and we're going to have our worship and prayer service Saturday morning at 9. I want to encourage you to come and be a part of that. But I, I really think that there's going to be some really supernatural things that are going to be taking place. And, and so just prepare your heart for that. I, I think those that are uh, going to experience what God wants them to experience are going to, going to be people that are walking in faith. And some of you have heard me say this before. When people of faith pray for people in faith, miracles happen. And God's wanting to do some miracles. And, and there's reason behind why he does miracles. Yes, he does want our needs met. Yes, he wants some things taking place in our life. But there's a world that needs to be reached. And there's things that he wants to accomplish. Uh, during our, our, our uh, ministry team meeting that we have on the first uh, Sunday evening of, of the month, at the conclusion of that, I, I, I really felt like God had just put something in my heart. And I want to I just springboard off of that. Uh, Rusty uh, confirmed that in his own heart. And uh, today I want to talk about dreaming beyond our reasoning and our resources. Dreaming beyond our reasoning and our resources. What God has for you and I is always going to be beyond what we can, what we can reason in our own imagination, our own thinking. What he, what he wants to do is beyond our reasoning. And it's definitely beyond our resources. And, and so we're going to talk about dreaming beyond that. God wants us to have a dream, a big dream. How many of you agree with that? Uh, he's, he's a big God. He's not only a global God, but he created the universe, everything that is, he created. And, and so, you know, I'm constantly being challenged by the Spirit of God in my prayer time uh, to, to think much bigger than I'm thinking right now. That uh, what he wants to do is not just small, just not what, you know, we can reason ourselves out of the will of God. We can even reason ourselves into what we consider to be the will of God, but it be not necessarily God's, all of his will for our life, because we're limiting him through our reasoning. Is that making sense? So, and so what we need is we need a dream, or we could say it this way, we need a revelation or a vision that, uh, that comes from God himself that is big, that is a God-sized dream for our life. And so that's where I want to springboard off of right now. I'm going to take, your, take you to uh, Proverbs 29, 18. And uh, in Proverbs 29, 18, I'm going to read this in four different versions. And uh, just because I just think it gives a, a, a few different uh, um, 
insights, thank you, this different perspectives, uh, I almost said Lord, uh, perspectives, and so uh, let's look at it. First of all, Proverbs twenty nine eighteen. it says, where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint, but happy is he who keeps the law. In, in my margin, it, it says, uh, next to revelation, it says, where there is no prophetic vision. Uh, matter of fact, out of the voice message, uh, voice uh, uh, version, it says this of that same one. It says, where there is no vision from God, the people run wild. But those who adhere to God's instruction know genuine happiness. And I really believe that, that we're never going to be satisfied in, until we're pursuing the vision the, the dream that God has for us. I think that we're always going to be dissatisfied, agitated. You ever been agitated? Just like, uh, just man, you just can't get settled, and it just seems, and, and it's always somebody else's fault. And really, honestly, it's, it's because we're dissatisfied inside. We know there's something more. There's something more, and it's usually not somebody else. And, and many times it's not even, I see people making changes all the time in their life. They're going from one thing to another to another, trying to, trying to bring a satisfaction to that dissatisfaction inside. And changing locations, changing relationships, changing uh, jobs, changing clothes, whatever it is that you change, it's just not going to do it. It's getting what God gots, has, gots, has for you, and, uh, and that's what it is. We need to get it in, a, in our hearts, in our lives. And so Proverbs 29, uh, 18, another translation says, where there is no understanding of the word of the Lord, the people do whatever they want, whatever they want to, but happy is he who keeps the law. And then out of the Message Bible, I read that this past weekend. It says, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, they are most, most blessed or most happy, most satisfied, most fulfilled. So we've got to hear from God. We've got to hear from God. And so here's what I want to do is I want to just take a, a moment... And, and I don't know exactly how this is going to turn out tonight, but I really believe that God's going to do some things tonight. I really believe that he's going, he's going to download something in us, and we've got to start thinking big. Uh, and, and it's got to be bigger than our own life. And, and, and really, honestly, that, that's what a, a church is about, because a church being a part of a local church is bigger than just us. Uh, I believe that God wants us to reach not only our community, but communities and even throughout our nation in the world, that we can be a part of making something great happen. And we've got to start thinking globally. You know, we're getting ready, the, the, the presidential uh, elections are coming up, and they have all these different people. And, and I know that one of the people is, is Donald Trump that, that's running, and I'm not talking about political stuff, but, but I think about this guy, you know, he, he's a, a multi-billionaire. And, and his thinking in comparison to many other people's thinking, are so different. Just so, so different in, in, in their thinking because he thinks more globally where maybe other business owners are just thinking about, you know, uh, selling one piece of product or something. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and God wants us to be connected to him because God created everything and he wants us to reach masses of people. 
He wants us to he wants us to do that because people are important to him and they're important to me. They're, it should be important to all of us, and I believe they are. That people are that important. That we've got to think bigger than what where we are, where we are today. I believe that there's there's still lots and lots of businesses that need to be built for the glory of God, so that more resources can be channeled into the kingdom of God, so that more people can be reached. I, I think I think that God He wants to increase our thinking, so that so that He can channel some more into in, into our lives. I don't you know I don't really know how it looks in your life and where it plays. All I know is that every one of us could stand to, to be bigger dreamers, and, and it doesn't just happen by us uh, sitting down and just dreaming up our best dream. It's getting with God. And saying, God, what is it that you want? What is it that you have? How do you want me to dream today and every day? What do you want me to do? What's my part in bringing about your plan and your purpose here on this earth? What is it, Lord? What is it? What is it? Dreaming beyond our reasoning and our resources. That's what we're talking about tonight. In order to dream beyond our, 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 our reasoning and our resources, number one, the first thing is we have to see it. We have to see it. If we don't see it, we're not going to definitely be going after anything big. We've got to see it. We've got to get a picture. That's what a dream is. It is, a, it is seeing something that yet is here on this earth. It's seen something that is not yet materialized here on this earth. It's seen something beyond us. We've got to see it. And, uh, and, and, and I, I was thinking about Jesus when he came to his disciples. He says, who do people say that I am? And then they begin to say, uh, you know, some say that you're John the Baptist and others say that you're Elijah and others say that you're one of the prophets. But he said, but who do you say that I am? How many of you remember reading that? And in Matthew chapter 16, verse 16, we're going to bring it up. It says, Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. He, he said, that's who you are. And Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you, uh, say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock, what rock? Not Peter, on the rock of revelation. On the rock of revelation, he says, and that dream, that, that vision, that insight, that revelation that, you, I just, that, that the Father gave to you, he says, on this rock, I will build my church. And I'm going to tell you something, it's through that dream, that revelation, that vision, that insight, that God's going to build anything great in our lives. He says, and I'm going to build this church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Wow, wow, wow. In other words, what he's saying, before I can build anything big, anything great, anything grand in your life, you've got to see it. I remember when we first started Church on the Move. Uh, we rolled into town. I did, I, when we started our church, we did everything wrong. I mean, everything that the, the, uh, those that are doing it successfully now in church planning uh, tell uh, you know, say not to do. We we did all those things that we shouldn't have been doing. In other words, uh, we we just didn't have we didn't know any better. 
And so we rolled into town the last day of July and, uh, and, 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 you know, came here, had no, knew nobody, had no place. We just knew that God wanted us to come and plant a church here. And, uh, and, and I had in my heart that we were going to start on September the 10th. We're talking about a month and 10 days later, we're going to start a church. Now that's dumb, 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 dumb. But I was young and dumb. And uh, September 10th, we launched Church on the Move. And we've been going at it. It's been, it's been, it's been, uh, it's been some laboring, but we've been at it. Uh, but here, here's, here's what happened. First thing is, is I, just, I didn't want to go into a tempor- temporary facility, and that probably would have been the best thing. But there wasn't anybody out there really doing it that were modeling it for us, that are doing it like they are doing it now. Great people doing a great job out there. We support ministries that do that. And so uh, we looked for a piece of, you know, some, some real estate, some, some place where we can start a church. And we found this building. And, and uh, man, stuff here in Tyler is really expensive. And so anyway, we finally found this building on Highway 155 uh, South, and a couple miles outside the loop. And, and when we went to look at that building, uh, we walked in that building. And I kid you not, my wife turned around and walked right back out. She said, no way. No way. And I looked at the building and I saw potential. I thought, yes way, we can do this. And, and I felt okay in my spirit, man. I, it's like, yeah, we, I saw something she didn't see. And so I had to go and we got in the vehicle. I told the landlord, uh, I said, hey, uh, listen, I'll get back with you. I had to go in the vehicle and I had, to, I had to cast vision. I had to give her some revelation. This is what we can do. This We can put this wall down, up and we can tear this one down. We put some carpet in. We can, you know, we can do all this and, and we'll start. You know. And then after I painted that picture, she saw the vision. She says, okay, I can see it now. And it, it was a massive, massive amount of work. And if you know me, we're not going we're gonna, to we're gonna make it happen and everything's going to be as, as, as best as we can possibly make it. I mean, as best as we possibly can make it, we'll, we're going to do that. And so we worked day and night, day and night, day and night. And on September the 10th, we started the church and, uh, out there on Highway 155. I was late to the first service, and I'm never late. Matter of fact, one of my, 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 my motto is, if you can't be on time, be early. Yeah. That's my motto. If you can't be on time, be early. And I, I was just so wore out because I think, I don't know, we worked until 2 or 3 in the morning the night before, just finishing everything up. And I laid back after showering in the morning, and uh, I showered that night, too, before I went to bed, but showered again and laid back, and, man, I crashed. And so I was late to, I was late to the first service. <laughs> Got there before worship was over, and uh, I did preach, but anyhow. But the point is, is you've, before you move out into what God has for you, you've got to see it. Yes, you've got to see it. It's got to come from God. You're going to have to see what God sees in order for you to move out in what God wants you to move out in. The second thing, not only do you have to see it, but you have to see, you have to see God in it. There's a lot of people that may see the potential, but they don't see God in it. The children of Israel, if you remember, they would send 12 spies in to spy out the land. 
And out of the 12 spies, 10 spies came back, said, no way, Jose. They, say, they brought back an evil report. They said, man, the land is awesome. I mean, there's all kinds of great stuff, but there's giants in the land, and there is no possible, feasible way that we can go and make this happen. It just cannot happen. And, and if, you read, if you read it in Numbers chapter uh, 13, it, 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 you know, Caleb and Joshua were trying to convince the people that it can be done. But all they could see was their abilities, their resources, their, their power, and they knew that they didn't have the power to overcome all the people that were in, that, in, in the promised land, in the Canaan land. And I'm going to tell you that that's probably a lot of people, is they may see the vision, but they don't see God in the vision. They don't see God in it. See, God is taken out of the equation. If we take God out of the equation, then I'm going to tell you there is no way that we can fulfill it. God has to be the big part of the equation. Are you with me? I, I think God's going to speak to some hearts tonight. I think that he wants to show you and I that he wants to be actively involved in the dream and dreams that he gives to us. That that dream is not just up to you, but it's up to him and you and I to come, for it to come to pass. What God wants to do for our church is not up to us alone. Do we have our part? Absolutely, we have our part. But I'm going to tell you the bigger part is God's part. Our part is what we can do. His part is what we can't do. And that's what brings about what God wants to bring about in building the great things that he wants to build, not only in our lives, but in our church. Amen? And, and it's awesome to see that, you know, lots of people getting saved regularly at our church. And uh, this weekend we had nine decisions. We had uh, nine water baptisms. Got Wade back. Thank you, sir. Good to see you, man. And, uh, and we had nine people go through our, our membership, Church 101. It's just awesome to see what God's doing. It's awesome. But I'm going to tell you, it's because God doing His part. Yeah, we're doing ours, but it's Him that changes lives. It's Him that changes hearts. It's Him that makes people brand new. It's Him that convinces people of, of a better life, a different life, that's always going to bring about great things in and through their life. We need to have that revelation. We've got to see God in it. We've got to see God in it. Numbers 13, verse 30, and we'll start there. It says, Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and take possession for we are well able to overcome it but but the men who had gone up with him said we are not able to go up against the people for they are stronger than we and they uh, and and they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land which they had spied out saying the land through which we gone Take my glasses off. The land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours in it its inhabitants, and all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. There we saw the giants, the descendants of Anak, came from the giants, and we are like grasshoppers in our own sight, and so are we in their sight. 
Now, if you go read in in chapter uh, 14, just a few verses later, verse 8 and 9, Joshua and Caleb try to appeal to the people again. And they emphasize that God is, is the reason that they could go in and make this happen. They added God into the equation. Let's look at it real quick. It says, if the Lord delights in us, verse 8, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us. Notice here, the Lord will do this. A land which flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people of the land, for they are our bread. I love that. We'll just eat them up, man. They're our bread. Their protection has departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. So, we need, we need to get with God, and not only do we need to ask God to let us see it, but also let us see God in it. Right? Then I want to give you the third thing. We need, we need this, desperately. We need to see you in it. We need to see us in it. Not only do we need to see it, see God in it, but we need to see us in it. In this dream that we get to be a part of going in and, and building that great church and possessing that land and building that great business and building that great family that's not, not just for building a family's sake, that's going to that's gonna do something that's going to impact a world. Amen? Amen? I don't know if that stirs you, but it stirs me. And, uh, and, and you know, trying to, trying to get people to see them in the dream can be one of the hardest things that I, I, I have as a pastor in, in trying to, to do is getting people to see them in the dream. I'm here to tell you that God wants to, in, as far as this church, God wants us to build, be a part of building this church and making something great happen. Reaching lots and lots of people because God loves people and we love people too. Amen? Amen. But here's the thing. Many times, we don't see us in the picture. Remember when my son, my grandson was, uh, uh, I think he was probably around two or three years old. And uh, we, we frequented uh, Chuck E. Cheese back then. We hadn't gone in a while. And, and he just, he, I mean, he just goes in there, it's like, wow! Chuck E. Cheese, man, he wants, he, another coin, another coin. He goes in, and, you know, he's not even real concerned about the tickets. He lets us get the tickets. He just wants to play those games. And, uh, and I can't remember if we were leaving or it was when we were going. Uh, I think it was when we were going to Chuck E. Cheese. My, my wife was telling him about, uh, about Disneyland. And saying, grandson, we want to take you to Disneyland, and we want you to see, you know, experience Disneyland. And she was trying to tell him about Disneyland. And then she looks, I mean, with all sincerity, he looks up at my wife and says, Nana, don't want to go to Disneyland. Want to go to Chuck E. Cheese. (laughs) He had no clue of what Disneyland was all about. No clue whatsoever. So he couldn't see himself in Disneyland. All he could see himself in is what he's already experienced. 
Here's the picture. Many times, the only thing that we can see ourselves in is what we have experienced. We can't see ourselves doing anything big. We can't see ourselves growing anything big. We can't see ourselves achieving anything big because all we've ever experienced is what we've experienced and we can't get beyond that. And as a result, God's having a hard time getting through to us. We've got to, we've got to determine that we're going to get a revelation from God of us being a part of what he's wanting to bring about here on this earth. Is that speaking to anybody? Yes, The Bible says that the natural mind cannot comprehend it, and really it shuts God off. Let me read this to you real quick. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9, it says, But as, as it is written, eye is not seen, nor ear heard, nor entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them, thank God. He has revealed them to us through His Spirit. So how are we going to get that dream? How are we going to get that revelation, that prophetic vision from God? We get it through the Holy Spirit. We get it from God Himself. He downloads it into our heart. It's not something that we conjure up. It's not. I mean, I'm going to tell you anything you come up with is going to be way, way, way. It's going to be way small, and it's going to be. It's probably going to just involve very, very few people. But when God gives you a dream. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be big. So the Spirit of God reveals it to us. And then it goes on to say in verse 11, For what man, for what man knows the things of, the, of man except the Spirit of man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Now, we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. So it's God who, by His Spirit, reveals to us the things that He has for us. And then verse 13 says, These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man does not receive the, the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. And so what do we do when we see something big that God's trying to download in our hearts? We have a tendency to say, I know that, that that's be awesome, but it's just wishful thinking. And we never, ever ponder it in our heart and allow it to grow. Anytime God deposits something in us, he deposits it, deposit, deposits it in seed form, and it has to be watered, and then it grows into a harvest. The sower sows the word. So he's going to put the word in you so that that word eventually becomes a harvest. He's going to put a dream in you and I so that eventually it will become a harvest. So we got to allow the Spirit of God to deposit it in our heart. And we, can, we, we, we need to keep watering it and feeding it until it grows into a harvest, until it becomes a reality in our lives. Is that making sense? I'm going to give you some ways real quick in how to make that happen, okay? Uh, Acts chapter 13, verse 2 through 3. I just have a couple of minutes left. It says, it says this about Paul. It says, as they ministered to the Lord. That word ministered there, in many translations it says as they worshiped the Lord. 
You can go read it in different translations. It, it really does mean to worship God. As they worshiped the Lord, they put their attention on God through, through just glorifying God, just thanking God, spending time in prayer. It's not always in song. It's just focusing in on God and giving Him adoration, giving Him thanksgiving, even doing what we did today, earlier, just saying, God, I just love you. I, 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 want, I want what you want in my life. That's worshiping God. And so as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, in other words, you've got to set some things aside so that you can focus in on God. Hallelujah. It says, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work which I have called them. Understand that God working in Paul, even Barnabas, is still a work that's continuing to this day. Massive, massive work. It says, separate them to the work which I have called them. Then having fasted and prayed once again, they laid hands on them, then sent them away. Let me, give you, let me give you four things that I see from this scripture that we can feed the dream or even get the dream into our lives. Number one, it starts with worship and fast. Worship and fast, fasting. And this is where we prepare our hearts for God to come in and, and speak to us and talk to us. And that's why we're having this 21 days of prayer and, and, and coming before God and, and during the week. And I'm asking you to pray for God to give you that vision, give you that dream, what he wants to do, not only in you, but through our church and the churches even in our city, in our region, in our, our world. God, do something big, do something great. There's a harvest that needs to be reached out there. There are people that need to be reached. There are great churches that need to be built. Are you with me? God, we just, we just love you. And so we set aside things. We fast. We, we fast things so that we can concentrate on God and put God first. So we worship Him. And that's why we have what's coming up Saturday, our worship and prayer service. I want to encourage you to come and be uh, a part of. But notice here... He says, and the Holy Spirit said. Second thing that we need to do is we need to listen. We need to be tuned in to hear what he's saying to us. What is it, God? What is it that you're saying? Because when you, when you listen, that's when you're able to hear and you're able to see what it is that God wants you to see. When you hear from him, Holy Spirit, what is it? I know what you have is much bigger than what I could ever come up with. What is it that you're saying? I don't want to be a little thinker. I don't want to be a little person here on this earth. I want to be as big as you want me to be. And I want us to be as big as you want us to be in doing what you want us to do. In Jesus' name, amen? amen. The third thing that, he, that I see from here is they fasted and prayed again. And so we need to fast and pray some more. We need to fast and pray some more. And here, here's, here's why. Because we need to see God in it. Once we see it, we need to pray and see God in it. Fast and pray and see God. God, what do you want to do? We need to get it deep in our heart where it can't be uprooted. Where, where the enemy can't come in and, and steal, steal it out of our life. We need to get it so deep in our, in our hearts and our lives that, man, it just consumes us. That our purpose is bigger than our problems. 
And when our purpose is bigger than our problems, our problems are not, not a, no longer a problem. It needs to be bigger than our pleasures. Our purpose has to be bigger than our pleasures. Because there's not anything more pleasing than pleasing the Father. And so we need to fast and pray some more. And then, and then he said he, they sent him out. Here's the fourth thing. We need to start taking steps. Man, I talked about how we started the church. I had and still have a, break, a big vision for our church. And you know what we did? We just started taking steps. Did we take some wrong steps? Absolutely took some wrong steps. But we took some steps and we're here today and we've been blessed to be able to touch lots and lots of people's lives. We started with a boombox on the stage. My son was about 12 back then, I think. And he would come up. Oh, it was cassette. It was cassette. Cassette. You know what cassettes are? It was a cassette player. And, and, and so my son would have to come up and change cassettes. And that was how we started worship. And, and my wife started worship. She said, it's you or me. I said, well, if you want me to, we're probably not going to grow a church. So it better be you. So my wife, my wife, my wife came in. And then, thank God, Bobby and Vicky came not long after it. And, and, and so, man, we just started taking steps. And if we'll just start taking steps... Don't despise the small beginnings. Don't look down on those small things. Just start taking steps. Start walking it out and see what God does. See what God does. See what God does. And here's my challenge for us tonight. This 21 days of prayer. That we would ask God to give us a dream that's beyond our reasoning and our resources. A dream that is from Him. Not only for us individually, but for us as a church, that our dream would be so big and that we would all just start taking steps towards doing that and and accomplishing it. And let's just see what God does. Let's just see what He does. I, I have a feeling that it's going to be something that exceeds our greatest dreams that we could ever come up on with, uh, come, up, come up with on our own and so today make a commitment to doing that I'm going to ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes for just a moment